0: This is episode 23, titled More Than a Chiropractor, with Dr. Andrew Dyer. Today Lisa is talking with Dr. Dyer about checking your scoreboard and the 54-point blood panel he gives, thyroid and fluoride, vitamins, vitamin D, sun and sunscreen, stool testing, gut health and SIBO, which is small intestine bacteria overgrowth, vitamins and minerals as the building blocks for life, and the gut as our second brain all on the Health and Wellness Encinitas podcast where we talk the truth about wellness and give you the tools, resources, and access to things that actually work and heal from the wellness mecca of Encinitas, California, and well beyond.
1: Welcome back. This is Lisa Thorpe, and this is Health and Wellness Encinitas. Today, we have Dr. Andrew Dyer with Dyer Chiropractic and Nutrition. Dr. Dyer, thank you for being here. Welcome.
2: Thank you so much, Lisa. It's just a fantastic Wednesday here in Encinitas, and I'm so happy to be with you today.
1: Awesome. So obviously, you're a chiropractor. Uh, tell Tell us a little bit about what makes you special as a chiropractor.
2: Ah, Great question. Uh, so the, the difference in the practice that I offer, uh, as opposed to maybe the typical musculoskeletal practice, is that I do the musculoskeletal piece as well, but I also like to incorporate blood testing, hair analysis, urine and stool testing to really get a complete health profile on someone in order to build a comprehensive treatment plan that's unique for them.
1: Those are some serious diagnostics. So what do you find out from a hair analysis or stool analysis?
2: Hair analysis piece is more to evaluate the toxic heavy metals that are leaving our body, and it can go back in time about six months worth. Because of where we collect that hair, it it can track us chronologically backwards six months in time to say the body's relieving this load of mercury or this load of aluminum, arsenic, uranium, tin, titanium. There's about 16 different heavy metals that we analyze. And then on the flip side of that, still within the hair analysis, we're going to look at mineral levels, essential elements, calcium, magnesium, sodium, potassium and on down the list to see where our bodies exist within those parameters.
1: Awesome. And so it's a different thing each test you're looking for different different in information I'm assuming.
2: Yeah, absolutely. The the tests all come together to kind of create that that scoreboard check or taking that annual physical and expanding upon it in in a typical Uh, medical evaluation, your once a year physical, you may get 18 to 20 blood levels assessed. In my typical blood panel that I order, there are 54 different elements that we look at, uh, starting with sugar balance and going all the way on down to vitamin D status, including immune system function, thyroid, liver, pancreas, a number of different ways to assess the body's health.
1: So in the panel that you do or that you uh, require, what are you finding out that a traditional exam or a traditional blood lab doesn't tell?
2: One, the testing is a little bit more broad-based, so we're we're getting more levels. We're we're looking at GGT level, which is for a pancreatic indication, where on the typical hepatic panel, that's not there. Uh, We're doing a couple steps further in the thyroid assessment. Instead of just a TSH with the T4 level coming back, we're getting T3 and T7 and being able to expand upon what's traditionally seen. And then the real key piece is how it's analyzed. Instead of comparing those results to someone on the sickness scale, we're looking at someone to be in the healthy scale. And we're taking the inner 40% of that broad clinical range and making it what we call the optimal range.
1: Awesome. You mentioned thyroid. That's a pretty big topic nowadays. Why do you think so, much, uh, so many people are coming in with uh, more thyroid issues today?
2: Yeah, another key point I think is what's going on in our environment from a water intake standpoint uh, because of the heavy fluoridation in, in some of our area water supplies that, that does play a deleterious effect on the thyroid. But there are other habits, too. People uh, becoming low in vitamin D and not, not knowing that they are and not doing anything about it. Uh, the whole craze and stage of gluten sensitivity, how that plays a role in thyroid health. Autoimmune disorders. Maybe it's thyroid, maybe it's a different autoimmune disorder that's over-marauding on the thyroid. So I think there's there's a multifactorial explanation there. But I think some of the environmental factors are the keys.
1: And... Do you feel like our environmental um, factors in this area in Southern California are they uh, different than the rest of the country? Is that are these pretty standard everywhere? Things that we have to be concerned about.
2: I think they are standard to some degree in in the fluoridation that's used in the water supplies. Different municipalities have their choice on whether or not the voters will pass it or or not pass it. So. Um, to be clear on Encinitas. I don't know Encinitas' status on that. Uh, But in in areas where I'm familiar with back living in the Midwest, there are certain areas that definitely fluoridate the water and we see higher incidence of thyroid problems in those regions. To speak to the vitamin D status, we have wonderful sunshine the majority of the year here. So to flip and compare that again to a gloomy Midwestern winter, Southern California folks get a lot more vitamin D exposure but the numbers on vitamin D are typically measured with full body sun exposure and during high time sun. So noon to two, noon to three. And unless we're out in in almost a... Full body exposure, uh, streaking
1: yeah. in the sun. Exactly.
2: <laughs> but that's what people think. Oh, if I walk out to my car and just my face is exposed to the sun, I'm going to be good to go on vitamin D. Not the case. No not way. even here in Southern California.
1: And especially because we're not getting a regular dosage of that sun in peak hours so what about now everybody's worried about getting too much exposure wearing sunscreen? Uh, and But yet most of the sunscreens now are toxic. Isn't that correct?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The sunscreens can do more harm than good, in my opinion, if they're not the right type. Because you can go to a place like a Whole Foods or like a Jimbo's and, and find a good, clean, healthy sunscreen that is without parabens and without some of the other cancer-causing toxins within it. Um, But yeah, even the good ones can just overall reduce our vitamin D exposure.
1: How much sun do we need?
2: Yeah, great question. 15 to 20 minutes of that full-body sun exposure in high-time sun, so noon to 2, noon to 3, that gives us fifteen to 20,000 international units of vitamin D3. If we're going to give a supplement to somebody, we're going to supplement them with 5,000 IUs. So we get three times the amount from sunlight during those peak times if we have put our whole body in the sun. Awesome.
1: So getting back to all of the, the the panels that you do, you mentioned also that you do a stool panel. What is that going to find out?
2: The stool testing that I use is just primarily an early catch for colon health because it looks at blood coming through the stool. That's the one that we use most commonly. There are other avenues to take where you can analyze stool for different uh, microflora, microfauna in the in the gut. Um, that's not a typical thing that I do, although it can be ordered, but really primarily we're doing stool checks to make sure that there's no blood in the stool. And then obviously if we find that, we need to make the necessary referral for a full evaluation.
1: So somebody comes to you, does every patient that comes to you get this full uh, panel or do you pick and choose uh, what you're going to do per their situation?
2: Yeah. It really depends on the goal of the patient and really what their complaint is. So give you an example. Yesterday had a lady that called us in the morning. She was in town from Texas and she had a low back complaint. So we handled her on a strictly musculoskeletal standpoint. Um, some other patients will call and say, I want to go through the workup. Uh, my goal is to get as healthy as possible or my goal is to fight this particular condition that I'm dealing with. And then we're going to use the, the metabolic panels, draw a blood tests, do some hair, do some urine and stool testing to get, get a full health picture on them. So it really depends on the goal of the patient and really, in a way, what, what I think fits their case the best, how we can give them the best chance of being the, their best version of themselves.
1: What type of patients uh, would you say are your ideal patients or does it matter?
2: You know, to some degree it matters and to other degrees it doesn't. Uh, On my website, DrAndrewDyer.com, I have a list of different case studies of some of the similar type of cases that I've worked. So looking at diabetic patients is a big niche because a lot of them are inundated with the different medications that they're on and they want to explore what they can do to maximize how their meds work or what they can do to hopefully cut back on some of those medications. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, I just want to
1: make sure that we can all hear you as the train is uh, going over you. Perfect. Yeah.
2: So So diabetic patients, for sure, uh, patients that have anemia, patients that have thyroid dysfunction, autoimmune disorders, uh, whether that means MS or lupus or the varying conditions in that greater category. And it's important to note, too, that when I'm talking about these varying conditions, What we do is not necessarily a treatment for that particular condition, but we're treating the overall health of the person. So if we can get their body functioning better than it was two or three or four years ago prior to them being diagnosed with this particular condition, perhaps they can get back to that level where they didn't even have the problem.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I that's one of my favorite my favorite things to to talk about is the fact that the body really does heal itself when it's supported correctly. So even if somebody has a chronic illness or something pretty severe, if it's if the body is supported correctly, I mean it may not be cured, but your symptoms are certainly going to be reduced greatly by just creating proper support long-term. So it sounds like that's what you do. Would you say in addition to diabetes, there's other, any other niches that you've found yourself working in?
2: Yeah, definitely. There's a, a big niche of patients that have various gut pathologies. Whether you want to call them Crohn's patients or ulcerative colitis patients, you can call them what you want to call them. The, the new hot term is SIBO. SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Right.
1: Well, and just gut gut health in general, I think is like the, the big hot topic nowadays.
2: Oh, yes, absolutely. I couldn't agree more with that because people are inundated again with a varying degree of medications that they're taking. And they've been on some of these people have been on them a decade or more. And now we're seeing the real the real ramifications come back to in a way haunt them. And now they're trying to explore what they can do to make their gut work better without those medication options.
1: Do you feel like there's a, a standard turnkey way to help the gut, or is it very personalized?
2: I really think that it needs to be personalized, and and I think that that's the biggest key to making a successful gut patient healthier. Because if, if we use a one-size-fits-all approach, uh, if we go back to looking at a how much of this particular person's body we need to remove from a, from a medical standpoint, I think we can see that that paradigm of treatment over time hasn't really ultimately gotten us there as, as a civilization. It hasn't advanced our gut treatments. So I think it does need to be personalized because not everybody will necessarily see the same benefit from taking gluten out of their diet or taking dairy out of their diet or, or some of these specific food common food sensitivities or food allergies.
1: What made you decide to become a chiropractor?
2: That's another really awesome question that I love to answer, and I I get that a lot. But the reason that I became a chiropractor was I was in seventh grade, and my grandfather was dying from Hodgkin's disease. And, And it's not a sad story. I mean, it was a sad story at the time because my grandfather passed away. But it was a motivating factor for me to see that when I worked on his shoulders and the muscles around his head and neck that gave him some pain relief and that was the only thing that gave him pain relief he went through two or three different rounds of chemo and radiation and he was in really really rough shape towards the end of his time on earth and he was the really motivating key piece behind saying you know you're good with your hands you have strong hands you have a sharp brain utilize those skills to help people and and that's what I did. I originally chose to go to college to become a physical therapist. And when I met the director of that program at my undergraduate school back in Wisconsin, I just decided that wasn't the right fit for me. So I immediately changed and, and sought a career in chiropractic, and I'm really pleased with that decision.
1: And you started out back in Dayton, Ohio. Is that right?
2: That's right. I did. I had practiced for just shy of 10 years in Dayton, Ohio, in one of the largest uh, nutrition clinics that I'm aware of in the Midwest. And it was a fantastic start to my career. And I owe a lot of my success at this point to the tutelage that I received in Dayton. And now I'm here in Southern California to share what, I, what I've learned with the, with the folks here.
1: Nutrition, how important is it?
2: It's paramount. It's paramount. (laughs) I mean, it's everything, right? In in your line of work and what we do with with patients and how we help impact their life. If you just go back to the simplest definition, on page one in the biochemistry textbook that we use during chiropractic college, it spells out how vitamins and minerals are the building blocks for life. And how do we get those vitamins and minerals? From the food we eat, the air we breathe, and the water we drink. And so that's, I think, the the key piece of it there.
1: What would you say your number one wellness tip would be?
2: Uh, Really, I think if you had to boil it down to just one thing, and we alluded to this earlier in the program, that is vitamin D. Vitamin D. Vitamin D because of how it fits with not only those of us that are fortunate enough to live in Southern California, but how that applies to people in Chicago and in Florida and in the state of Maine, where... For many many months out of the year we talked about this earlier. Cleveland, Maine, five months you don't see sunshine. Right. I lived in Dayton for ten years. We went four, five, six months sometimes. Very very little sunshine, and that vitamin D status is such a key player in current research showing the effects of breast cancer returning it has a lot to do with vitamin D status in the patient. Um, that that research comes from University of Wisconsin Madison, my my home state there, but. Vitamin D plays a role in balance, in jumping ability in athletes, in the integrity of the bony structure for the body. So it's applicable to internal organ function, musculoskeletal aspects, cognitive ability, uh, going back to the balance piece. So I think as broad ranging as one wellness tip can be, vitamin D's got to be it. And, And I would just urge the listeners out there to know what your vitamin D status is. Prior to undergoing a supplement routine. Because if you're already at 85 blood levels, maybe you don't need 5,000 IUs a day. I'm at 85. I still take 10,000 five times a week. But the other key piece is taking the right version. Vitamin D3 is the particular version that most patients will benefit from to the greatest extent.
1: And you need, how do you know which version they need?
2: Uh, Really, vitamin D3 is the primary form for for human body consumption and absorption. So that would be the best, depending upon if you're working with a a patient that is a vegan or vegetarian eater, Mm -hmm. uh, they may not be open to taking D3 because it is refined from different fish. Um, So it it just kind of goes back to what the patient's desires are. Uh, But D3 would be my choice as a practitioner every time, as long as that's okay with the patient.
1: Gotcha. So... In addition to uh, chiropractic nutrition, what else can people expect when they when they come to see you?
2: I think the best thing that they can expect to come in, uh, from, from a visit with myself is they're going to get 30 to 45 minutes of my undivided attention when we have our initial meeting, our initial consultation. They will have already filled out about a six-page intake form for me. And Six pages may sound like a lot, but you only have to put the check boxes on the things that apply to you. So some people can get through it rather quickly, and some it takes quite a bit longer. But when we sit down to discuss that together, I'm creating, in my mind, a roadmap for them to follow to get well. And that's why they've sought my care in in the first place, is they're maybe not as happy with where their body is currently and they want to take it to a new level or they want to get back to a previous level they were used to. So they're going to get 30 to 45 minutes of my undivided attention at the very onset of their care. We're going to talk together about what their goals are. Maybe it's weight loss, maybe it's thyroid improvement, maybe it's liver, who knows, but, but each case is different. And then we're going to set, sit together and really map out a clear plan of here are the tests that I think we need to see where your body's at Here's maybe where their goals are. Maybe they've had some testing just within the prior month or two. Maybe we can start by analyzing those and then piecing together uh, follow-ups down the road to, to see if they're improving. Uh, but really that's the, the piece that I think is, is missing in today's healthcare model is there's not enough time for the doctor and patient to get on the same page together.
1: And there's definitely not usually a plan because what you're offering is an actual plan with a, with a goal, an end in mind, Absolutely. as opposed to just a prescription. Um, you really are giving them, they're walking home with a plan.
2: Absolutely. And I think the the key piece at the beginning is they're going to go through their testing. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to analyze all those tests and I'm going to produce about a 30 to 45 page report that gives them detailed explanations on what the tests were that we did, how those apply to them, what their values show, and then what we can do to make those better. And that that's, the element of the roadmap, building it for them, what to eat, what not to eat, vitamins to consider, and then retest date so that we know that what we're doing is working.
1: Awesome. Quick interjection. If anybody has any questions, concerns, complaints, just want to interact, you're welcome to email us at feedback at Once again, uh, we absolutely would love any of your comments or questions. You can send those to feedback at dot com. so you became a chiropractor or have there been other things along the way i'm looking for maybe a story that was monumental like a, a pivotal moment in your life
2: as far as how that applies to my career yeah yeah for sure um yeah it actually happened a couple of different times but when i when i used to practice in dayton ohio we we did a weekly talk radio program where we took call-ins. And one particular Saturday, I was covering the program. My boss was teaching around the country at that point. So I was, I was covering the program. And I took a caller from the state of Indiana. And for those in California, Indiana and Ohio touch each other. So it wasn't that far away. <laughs> but the caller called in to say that she had, a, she had a five-year-old grandson who was in the hospital in Indianapolis. And he was in with gut disturbance. They, they weren't sure exactly what was going on. They were testing him thoroughly. They hadn't really come up with anything. And she was struggling to find some other alternative options to help her five-year-old grandson. And I gave a, a pretty full disclosure statement, I guess, to say, you know, it's difficult for me to assess this child from far away. And, and I don't know what any of his tests show. And I don't know what the imaging shows. But here's one thing you can try that absolutely won't hurt. And maybe it will help him. And we put or we suggested that she put him on a particular nutrient called S. Espilardi S. is a yeast that's beneficial to the gut, just like we think of Lactobacillus acidophilus, a good flora for the gut. So, this particular Espilardi nutrient that I recommended for this grandmother to give her grandson, uh, she said, Okay, where do I get it? I told her, Go to the, your local health food store, ask for it, particularly by this name, and use 500 milligrams or use two capsules. They, they measure it in all different ways, but she went and took that information, went to the health food store and started administering this to her grandson, even while he was in the hospital. And it was a little bit of a convoluted task because I didn't have admitting rights in in Indiana, but she didn't have to pass it through anybody. She was just giving it to him with his food or with his uh, liquids in the morning. And the follow-up and the payoff didn't come for about three to four months after that. But this grandma that called me from out of state walked into our office in Ohio to give me a hug Uh and to say you saved his life Uh so that was just a powerful experience it was a and and i don't tell you the story to say oh this is how great i am i tell you the story to say that natural medicine can really pay huge dividends and and i only learned that by by practicing in the office that i was in in dayton for 10 years so s is one of my favorite nutrients i don't use it with everybody but when the when the shoe fits uh, we use it
1: awesome who else would you recommend it for
2: You know, S. is a great nutrient for anybody struggling with those uh, particular conditions we were naming before, whether that's SIBO, whether that's ulcerative colitis, whether that's Crohn's disease. And it's not going to be the be-all, end-all for their treatment, but a good initial tip of the iceberg thing to try to maybe get the ball rolling in the right direction. Uh, But S. has a widespread use. Um, Even brain patients, some some cognitive disorders really respond well when we get the gut on track. Right, because the
1: the gut has a huge... Uh, relationship with the brain, right?
2: About 80% of gut function ties directly back to what the brain is telling us. And then vice versa, brain telling the gut what to do. They call the gut the second brain, right? It's just uh, amazing to think that we've only scratched the tip of the iceberg in our knowledge on how those two organ tissues are related.
1: Awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before we wrap up?
2: Uh, just really that if you have questions about what it is that, that Lisa and, and her husband do in their company, I would urge you to get onto their website and check out uh, all the different products that they offer. And uh, of course, too, if you're interested in what I offer, go to DrAndrewDyer.com and check out some of the case studies there. But just wanted to say thank you so much to Lisa Thorpe for having me as a guest this morning.
1: You're so welcome. It's my pleasure. All right. Well, this is Health and Wellness and Encinitas. I'm Lisa Thorpe with Thorpe Institute and Intel Bio. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.
0: This show was produced by John Beethan and brought to you by Alkaway.com, the makers of UltraStream, working like nature to filter, alkalize, and naturally energize water, returning it to its natural, pristine state.